0: This episode of Focus on This is brought to you by our Full Focus Planner annual subscriptions. Get a year's supply of Full Focus Planners to power a year of achievement at fullfocusplanner.com.
1: Welcome to another episode of Focus on This, the most productive podcast on the internet. So you can banish distractions, get the right stuff done,
2: and finally start loving Mondays. I'm Verbs, here with Blake Stratton. Verbs, it's good to see you today. I am excited because we are nearing the end of a most epic year.
1: Epic to say the least. Unforgettable to say the most. This will go down in history books henceforth, that 2020 was quite the year.
2: You know, let's let's get real here, Verbs. People have been talking about 2020 and it's really funny to talk about how crappy it was and 2020 is the worst and all this stuff. But we're here on a Monday morning, not to tell you how bad 2020 was, we're going to talk about why it was awesome. In fact, we want to encourage you to reflect on the very same thing. I think a lot of times verbs how we end one season can really affect how we start the next season i agree yeah so uh i want i want to start i want to celebrate a little bit on this episode i want to talk about some of the successes and maybe there's there's one thing to celebrate first verbs before we even share the other things we have to share we should probably address the fact that our beloved co-host courtney is not here with us today which is, that's not what I'm celebrating. Wait, yeah, don't, oh my gosh. don't put it like that. That didn't come out right. No, it's <laughs> the, the reason why she's not here. <laughs> yep, specify. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh, Courtney's going to send me an angry text when she hears this. Just kidding. She's not going to hear it probably because she has something very exciting to celebrate. Verbs, you want to tell everyone? Oh,
1: uh, You're allowing me to do the honors here. Is this is, this, is this what's happening?
2: Yeah, that feels right. As you may
1: remember, last episode, uh, Courtney was with child awaiting delivery. And since then, ladies and gentlemen, she has given birth to a brand new baby girl. So we're celebrating with Courtney and Chase Baker today. Congratulations on a healthy baby girl.
2: That's what I call a very productive year right there. Courtney did it. That's the fruit of your labor. (laughs) Exactly. Awesome. So it's been a year. We've got some stuff to celebrate. If nothing else, there's another baker in the world, which the world could benefit from which I'm excited about but I think we should just acknowledge verbs that as I said before it is important to celebrate success and in a year like this when culture largely is saying hey this year's been so bad let's talk about it it's not that we want to undercut some of the challenges some of the heartbreaks some of the very real problems in our country absolutely uh, I mean, me personally, I've experienced some loss this year. I know our our Mm -hmm. listeners sometimes have experienced some loss. We're not undercutting that or demeaning that, but we can choose where we place our focus. And today, I think we should address why focusing on some celebration is a positive thing to do. Focusing on some positive results of this year will be worthwhile. Yeah, and I think it's just as... As
1: human beings, it's healthy for us to be able to to do that and really underscore some things that are celebratory and worthy of celebrating versus just what's happening around us. So that's what I'm excited about for today's episode. I'm looking forward to hearing from our listeners what's been going on in their 2020 as well. But um, can we talk a little bit about just celebration and why it is important just for a couple of seconds?
2: For sure. Just real quick. So there's three reasons why this is so valuable and why we're going to spend some time in this episode celebrating you, the folks that have been listening and and we have some specific wins to share uh, and celebrate with you. The three reasons why this is so important is first, it boosts your morale. You -hmm. feel better about yourself, your work, your relationships, and your life when you take time to celebrate the progress that you've made. Yeah. It also marks a milestone. That's the second reason which is helpful. It's helpful to go, "Man, we actually have journeyed. Yes, this journey was bumpy, but you know what? We're further along than where we were." And third, it strengthens your motivation. And this is something that happens naturally when we recognize that milestone. We go, "Hey, we have <laughs> we did make progress. We did make it through." When you take time to pause and to celebrate, you realize, "Hey, if I've had some success in the past, I can definitely have success in the future." And that's motivating. Yeah. And I'll
1: say just a small note again, it may, this year may not have looked like the way you wanted it to look in some ways, but if you thought about it, you probably did experience some success. And all you need to do is just identify it and take that next step of actually
2: celebrating it. Verbs, here's what we're doing. I think it's such a great idea. We are going to practice celebrating. And this is maybe another benefit is, is when you celebrate yourself, you get all those benefits or your your own progress. Right. But what we're doing today is we're actually going to celebrate some folks in our community who have been brave enough to sort of share their wins. And something that will happen and why I would encourage you to keep listening to this episode is just by listening to other people's wins, you actually get the encouragement. <laughs> yeah, that's important. Let's have some good news time and round out the year, Verbs. What do you say? Let's do it. Okay. First, I'm going to celebrate a win from Michael S. (laughs) What if I was like, first I'm going to celebrate someone named Michael Hyatt. He writes in and says, (laughs) I have an employee named Blake Stratton who's just amazing this year. Um, No, this is from a different Michael. Michael S. This is what he said. 2020 gave me the creative freedom I needed to redesign my life. If it weren't for the pandemic, my day job would never have been comfortable with a remote work arrangement. Mm -hmm. And without the clarity the pandemic has given me, I wouldn't have had the confidence to even ask if it was possible. In the before times, I'd leave for work before my two-year-old daughter woke up and I'd get home just a few hours before her bedtime. Now I experience her joy throughout the day. Is it a little harder to get things done? Yes, but with her smile, those things are put in their proper place, fading quickly into irrelevance. I've also moved my family across the country and changed time zones, but kept my day job in the original time zone, freeing up more time in the afternoon for regenerative activities like exercise and side hustling. What a great perspective that is. Bravo, Michael, for- Good job, Michael. You know, taking your lumps with the pandemic, like the rest of us, but really using it as an opportunity to reframe what's most valuable in my life. And, I, you know, Verbs, this is what it sounds like Michael did. He asked this question, well, what does this make possible?
1: Exactly. Yeah. So next we're going to celebrate with Orla. Orla writes, in 2020, things got even busier. I'm an engineering manager in the food industry, so I'm an essential worker and things got difficult at work, to say the least. I've managed to write 23,000 words of a 40,000 word book and still have time to finish the first draft before the end of the year. Having a word count as one of my weekly big three has really helped keep the focus despite all the work related distractions. Orla, good job. Blake, we talked about this in another episode of just the importance of a daily big three. And it looks like Orla has actually maximized on that with his word count this year. So good
2: job. That's props. I I mean, long-term projects are beasts, Mm -hmm. especially if there's an emotional toll, especially if things are chaotic. It's hard to stick with something in the long term because guess what? The shine of a goal will wear off quick. Very quickly. So props to you for your consistency. That's what I, I feel like celebrating there. That's a big, big win to beat the, the distractions and the all the other factors that can pull you away of a long-term but really rewarding project like that.
0: I think, I just wanna, I don't know if it's interesting to other people, but I think it's actually, when I hurt when I read this, I think it's interesting that every week, A Weekly Big Three was this goal. Mm. I think that sort of feels a little outside of what we're used to hearing, not that it's yeah, it's, ba- it's great, but I'm saying it's like clearly this was a year long goal, and this was something that they did every week.
1: So we maximize on those those milestone. Yeah,
2: related that's goals. That's pretty incredible. Yeah. We've got somebody else to celebrate. Dennis wrote in and he shared: after almost a year of trying to sell a SharePoint online solution to a customer I work with, I succeeded and implemented the solution in July. Now my team that works with the customer is much more productive since several processes and documents have been combined into one in the SharePoint online solution. The solution has new features which enable automation so we get more things done by doing less. And then he gives me the flex emoji, which Dennis, I'm given right back at you. All right, this is, as you can see, For the benefit of Nick and Burbs, I know you viewers at home are actually not viewers at all, but just know, pretty great flex just now by me, but even stronger flex by you, Dennis. Way to go. good. And by the way,
1: that win was brought to you by SharePoint Online Solutions.
2: (laughs) For sure. They are not a sponsor of the show, but the point is, it, it sounds like kind of reading between the lines here, Dennis, that there was some maybe trial and error or maybe some communication skills that were developed. And something that strikes me about this goal is, yeah, you're getting more things done by doing less. But something that I've heard Michael say is that a goal is oftentimes just as much about who you become as much as what you can accomplish. And it sounds like something that you've been able to become, Dennis, is a better communicator and a better team leader Mm -hmm. as you've accomplished this goal. Uh, as it relates to the processes and systems of execution for your business. So, well done, Dennis. Okay, I've got one more for you, Verbs. Let's do it. This is from Christine. She says, I ran for local office in 2020. Although I did not get elected, I was able to influence the political conversation, engage residents in the political process, And grow my party. I gained confidence through the process, and that has helped me in other areas of my life. After the election, I went camping in Death Valley National Park to celebrate. It was fantastic. Fantastic. Christine, you know what stuck out to me about this one, Verbs? It sounds like Christine was well acquainted with her why, Mm -hmm. with her key motivations. If you look, if you use a full focus planner, we have a goal detail page. And in that page, there's a a space to write your motivations. And the cool thing about that is sometimes you don't hit the goal or you fall short or whatever, but your why or your motivations can still be fulfilled in a lot of ways. And Christine, uh, this reads like a key motivations bullet list, right? Why do I want to run for office? Well, I want to influence the political conversation. I want to engage residents. I want to grow my party. I want to get confident personally. I want other areas of my life to benefit from that confidence, right? What an awesome motivation for going after a goal. So props to you, Christine, for one, having that clarity and going for a goal, a risky goal, and two, for having the maturity to understand, as I said earlier, that a goal is a large, in large part about who you become. And just because you fell short of the specifics of the goal of getting elected, you still accomplished a great deal and you're set up for your best year ever, uh, patent pending Michael and company, best year ever.
0: I like the idea that, you know, she says I ran for local office. I don't know what her goal was. Mm-hmm. You could easily see someone writing that goal as I will win local yeah. office, yeah. whatever. But I, based on that, how that comment read, I bet you it's run for local run office. Pro- yeah. Right? And so, That's actually-
1: so she
2: accomplished yeah. goal. Yeah. Yeah. That's actually that is- well said, Nick. You're right. That's awesome. All, all the applause emojis for Christine. <laughs> hey,
0: everybody. It's Nick. And I just wanted to pop in here real quick to let you know that we're about to listen to a listener question We get these questions from the Full Focus Planner community. So if you're not a part of that, you're missing out on the opportunity to talk directly to Verbs or Blake or Courtney. And I just wanted to say, though, that this particular listener question has answers from Verbs and Courtney. And I just feel like it's worth saying that this was recorded before she went on maternity leave. We did not bring her back in here to answer the question. She's at home with her family. And this is just something we recorded before. So there you go. And
1: uh, let's get to the question. All right, Courtney, our favorite time has come again. We get to talk to listeners. I'm ready. Okay, let's do it. We have on the line Mariana from Fort Collins, Colorado. Mariana, welcome to Focus on This. How are you today?
3: I am good. Thank you.
1: Awesome. Glad to have you on the call.
3: Yeah, thanks for joining us. Um, I'm always like interested. I'm always like trying to guess like what somebody might ask us. I mean, for everybody listening, we have no idea, right? Verbs, I mean, we have no idea what uh, Mariana is going to ask us. None at all. Uh, so I'm always like, oh, I'm so curious. That's uh, really
4: tempting to mess with you a little bit then.
1: <laughs> I
3: know. Yeah. You <laughs> totally could. So tell us, what do you do for a living? So I have a company that does um,
4: passive house training and consulting for the construction industry. Passive House is a building code that is very high energy efficiency and good indoor air quality and Mm -hmm. health and wellness for people. So it's basically like, you know, building code, but a lot more advanced. Um, So we specialize in that and teach other professionals, architects and builders how to execute it. And um, we help design standardized systems that make it a little bit more accessible, things like that.
3: This sounds very smart. And all of a sudden, I'm wondering if my house is missing something critical.
1: <laughs> Probably. It I thought the same thing. I thought the same thing.
3: Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, there's
4: been a lot of attention turned to it lately because of wildfires and COVID um, and just the subject sure. of indoor air quality and what we're breathing. Yeah. And people are a lot more aware of that now. So that's great. Yeah,
3: that's awesome. Actually, <laughs> all of a sudden, maybe we should ask you a question. <laughs> I'm available. Uh, <laughs> What question do you have for us today?
4: So I am a little bit of a groupie for you guys. And over the past few months, I've found (laughs) – I, uh, I actually stumbled across one of your podcasts early on about um, habits and forming habits, and I was mm-hmm. needing some help with that with work. And that's how I found, through your podcast, is how I found the Full Focus Planner. And I started doing that in April, and it has been a game changer. I mean, we've doubled revenue. I've trained four times more students this year than last year. Wow. Like It's wow. just helped a ton, to the point where I am now... Ready to onboard an executive assistant, and I'm using Belay, which I I did look at other ones as well. But you guys have talked about Belay (laughs) a lot, and so um, I had my first meeting with them today. And I'm just kind of in light of that, and last week you guys had the podcast on journaling, and it kind of reminded me that when I started Full Focus Planner, it ended up kind of replacing my journaling habit, and I've been putting some private journaling thoughts in my full, full focus planner instead, Mm -hmm. just kind of as, Mm -hmm. so I have one book I go to, you know, just looking forward to bringing on this um, virtual assistant, some practices would be great or some advice. (laughs)
3: <laughs> yeah, that is a great, a Fantastic great question. Kid. And first of all, as the CMO of this company, oh. I would be failing at my job if I did not ask you, um, can we have a full testimonial on everything you just said? <laughs> that would be amazing. Yes. And we'll be putting on the website. I've also gotten like two friends signed up on it. Like <laughs> Yes.
1: Marianne's shipping the all the boxes right now. Yes.
3: That is amazing. Thank you so much. It's great. I mean, I'll like live for those stories of people that have Utilize the planner in a way that it's really been life changing. I mean, really, that is really life giving to me, and I'm sure verbs can say the same. Agreed. It's really exciting. You're getting to onboard an assistant. We have a a book called Your World Class Assistant. Actually, I'll even read share it because I think I've, I've got, got it. You've already it's read right it. Way right ahead of the game. <laughs> On top of it, yes. yeah, it's a great tool. I find that a lot of times people that struggle, you know, get an assistant and then are like this is just isn't working. It's more work than you know. I thought it would be. It's because it does take work to onboard somebody correctly. Right. Um, and just thinking they're going to come in and magically solve all your problems is like just wishful thinking. Um, and I think that book really outlines some really great steps to take and um, to set somebody up well. And so I'm really excited that you've already
4: do you share read that. your full focus planner with your assistant? Like does your assistant look at it?
3: When you say share it, do you mean like does she know what my weekly big three are?
4: Yeah, also that I mean how much sharing I guess do you do? <laughs> yeah.
1: Can I ask maybe this this could be a clarifying question, but what's in your planner that you feel like, hey, I need to give my assistant access to this so she kind of knows my workflow and all of that. What part of your planner do you feel like she needs to access?
4: Like I, I imagine that there would need to be, you know, at, at the weekly check-in point or whatever, obviously the goals, big three, things like that, stay on track with with what the milestones are for those goals for the week and everything. But I'm also just thinking kind of on a more practical, logistical level. Mm-hmm. Um, like I, since going to the Full Focus Planner, I have been primarily relying on that for my appointments and calendar stuff because I'm struggling with the hybrid, getting it back into Google Calendar and going back and forth between the two. But it's not shareable. Google Calendar is shareable. So when you have an assistant come on, that I imagine becomes a little bit more of an issue. So do you check in every day to make sure your calendars are in sync or like how do you attack that?
3: That's a great. Okay, so let me tell you my process. Um so with my assistant, I use Google Calendar as my home base, but part of my workday shutdown is actually writing in the next day what my calendar is. So the central source for everything is still um Google, but you know, I write it in my planner for the day. I know what's going to happen. It's all here, you know, You're in my, my planner. So it's, you know, it, and she knows that I do that at the as part of my workday shutdown. And so if something changes during the day, she knows to text me because I'm not gonna be in Google Calendar. You know, I've already kind of written what my plan is for the day. Um, as far as my weekly big three and daily big three, I personally do choose to share those. And um, I'm not sure if you do, but probably for people that are listening, um, if you use Slack, you can actually use a geek bot to just trigger you to say, Hey, what's your weekly big three in each day? What's your daily big three? So that it will just send those. Um, And then in reverse, you can also have your assistant do the same thing. So you know what their big three for the day and the week is and what they're going to be working on, which I think is really helpful, especially with communication and expectations that you have Mm -hmm. for the day. Because you're like, oh, I could drop in this big project, but in actuality, they may not have... The ability to do that because they've got this other big item on their list. So just that um, syncing works really well, um, and Geekbot and Slack is a great tool for that as well.
4: That's a good idea. We do use Slack, so could definitely Perfect. implement that.
3: Yeah,
0: I, I have. A, actually I have an assistant uh, who I struggle with because of me <laughs> at all times. So I do feel I feel qualified to to speak to a little bit of the friction around planning. And uh, like goal setting and really, and Courtney, you're much more experienced at this. I mean, I've had an assistant for about a year and a half, but I changed and I don't feel like I've maximized the efficiency, the effectiveness always. But one of the things that I've learned is that I need to outsource as much of the effort of deciding how to implement my big three as possible, if that makes sense. So if I have established, here's my weekly big three, and I share that with her. I need to trust that she will provide me with the time and resources Mm. to make it happen rather than sort of fighting and saying, I need this and sort of starting to cut up my schedule preemptively for her. Because that means that now she's having to kind of fit in all this other weird stuff. So really just going, (laughs) no, of course, if I have like a doctor's appointment, you know, there's certain specifics, but to be able to go, here's, this is everything I need this week. And then she sort of parses out where it goes. I find that she owns, she has more ownership over my schedule, and I don't do any of I don't think about it of how everything works and goes. Yeah, at- I kind
4: of imagine. I mean, I haven't done it yet, so I don't know, but I kind of imagine it's almost like having a personal trainer, or you know, my boyfriend's a nutritional health coach. Like, here are my goals. I need this to happen. Give me sure. the game plan. <laughs> yeah.
1: And one of those one of those tools that may be helpful as you think about the onboarding process is just establishing or outlining at least what your ideal week would look like. Mm-hmm. That way you can give her a copy of that. And with those time blocks, obviously it's the ideal week and doesn't always go exactly as planned, but at least she would know as she you know has access to your calendar where certain things should go in different blocks of the day, especially when it comes to your uh, your habit rituals and your shutdowns and that sort of thing.
4: Yeah. it Yeah. It's reinforcing that. I really got to nail down the habit or tools, which I'm struggling with, <laughs> but the but shutdown the good, end of day is really hard.
1: <laughs> so the good thing is once you onboard an assistant and there's, you know, that rhythm that gets established and a the trust mm-hmm. there, she knows, hey, Mariana is trying to, this is her habit time. This is her shutdown time. So I need to, I need to defend those times so she can do what she's planning to do. So.
3: Right. Oh yeah. That's huge. I mean, especially if you're like, hey, I'm struggling with this. Can you help me? have the time to make sure I do my workday start up and shut down. Sometimes even just having them set that and protect it actually keeps you more accountable to do Yeah. It.
4: Yeah. I feel like that's going to be a huge advantage because I just, um, you know, stuff piles up obviously throughout the day and it's just real tempting at the end of the day to be like, oh, I'm just going to knock off a couple more. and And, mm-hmm. you know, I always sacrifice that time that should be my ritual time.
3: Well, and I think what you sacrifice ultimately is that that sense of like I want to just take a like deep breath because that's what I the feeling that I get that like like you know like yeah. Okay, I have finished, you know, my work for the today. I have clarity about what I'm doing the next day and then being able to transition to whatever is next. That's huge for me. Um I don't know. I it's Again, I'm, I totally get the temptation to like plow through the next thing. And I think so many people, me included, like can fall to that temptation. But I know the best feeling is when I actually do it and get the clarity I need for the next day.
4: One thing that's helped that I just – my boyfriend and I just started doing over the past week or so is um, using either Headspace or Calm mm-hmm. app as part of
3: our – I love Headspace.
4: Yeah. it just – forces yeah. you to, yeah, I, I've mm-hmm. always loved Headspace. Um, he's turned me on to Calm because they have these stories read by people like Scott Pippin and other folks with these great deep voices. <laughs> you can listen to That's them awesome. tell their stories.
1: <laughs> Mariana, looking back at 2020, has there been one thing that has been an aha moment that you might be able to suggest as a tip or a perspective you've been able to learn or adopt?
4: Yeah. Uh, I don't know if I would call it an aha moment because I have always known that appreciation is, and gratitude is a thing that's important, Mm -hmm. obviously. I think I've been surprised and pleased at how much writing down the big three of the day. And then at the end of the day, seeing them checked off and like writing down wins. Like I didn't Mm -hmm. think that that would actually affect me so much, but (laughs) really nice to appreciate those wins that way.
1: No, I bet. I mean, especially when the world shuts down, you would at least know something else is moving along, so.
3: Exactly.
4: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is a suitable day for that.
3: <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks so much for joining us today. It was great to meet you and get to chat. Um, and now It's great to see for, you behind the scenes. <laughs> yeah. Thanks for recruiting all the full focus people. <laughs> no that. problem.
4: Yeah. Thanks for all the work you guys do. We really, really appreciate it and um, I'm really enjoying it, so.
1: And Mariana, <laughs> let us let us know how it goes once you get that executive assistant on board. I
3: will. I will definitely. Awesome. <laughs> okay. Thanks for joining Bye. us. See ya.
1: So it's true that even in a hard year, you can boost your morale, mark your milestones, mm-hmm. and strengthen your motivation through celebration. And there has been so much good, even in 2020, and it's been so good to celebrate with all of you. Thank you for sharing. Blake. Do you have any thoughts for our focus on this, listeners?
2: Yeah, I think the last one is to take time to celebrate. And I, I would say for me, what that means, Verbs, is I've got to bring somebody else into the conversation. If I ever say, hey, I'm going to celebrate, and you're like just going to do it by yourself, the celebration is going to be short, it's going to be boring, and <laughs> not that great, right? That's key. So uh, bring somebody else into the conversation and one way to do that, honestly, is is when you're celebrating, you'll get into this positive frame of mind mm-hmm. for the upcoming year, and you, you should utilize that energy. And Verbs, I do as kind of a bonus final thought, I want to make a, a plug because I, I couldn't think of a better way to help our listeners wrap 2020 well, learn the right things from this year and from this season, and use that as jet fuel towards their next year. The best-selling course that we have ever designed at Michael Hyatt & Company is called Your Best Year Ever, yes. and we are doing something very cool this year, which is a live event online, but a virtual live event. And let me just tell you, we've learned a lot about virtual events this year. This is going to be bumping. Verbs, I'll speak for you because I know you've been helping <laughs> you know, on the production side of making sure. this event great, Yeah, but it is going to be awesome. So you can sign up for this until December 30th, Me, Sign up for your best year ever. Uh, this is something that I do every single year because I think it's so transformational and this year will not be any different. So I hope I see you there at your best year ever live.
1: As always, thank you for joining us on Focus
2: on This. This is the most productive podcast on the internet, Verbs. I keep telling you that. And I'm going to keep telling you that until you just agree with me, okay? It's the most productive podcast on the internet, so share it with your friends. If you've shared it with all your friends, make some new friends and use the hashtag Focus on This Podcast. And we'll be here next week with
1: another great episode. But until then,
2: stay stay focused. focused.
1: This
0: episode of Focus on This is brought to you by our Full Focus Planner annual subscriptions. Get a year's supply of Full Focus Planners to power a year of achievement at fullfocusplanner.com.